0: Uh, good morning, world. Good morning, Cable. Good morning, COVID-19. Uh, good morning, post-George Floyd, police, murder, uprising, rebellion, resistance, reform, hopefully moving towards revolution. Uh, what's up, Ryan?
1: What's up, man? How you doing?
0: I'm good. I'm good. Ryan and I are hosting Culture in Motion, twice monthly uh, show about the art. Inter- the intersections of art culture pol- politics activism and music and today we've got a very special guest um, comic book writer and illustrator um journalist David walker what's up David how you doing man I'm good man it's good to have you on so oh, it's good to be on wish the circumstances were better
2: but uh, it's good
0: yeah, yeah. it's a, a, i've been going through this thing where it's like a matter of perspective like depending on what I focus on I'm like this is awesome because everybody's Doing things that are indicative of being aware and awake, but then on the other hand, if I look at some other stuff, I'm like, "Dude, it's this is bad, and it could get a lot worse," you know? Yeah, almost definitely. I, I, I'm
2: I'm at that age where I see see both sides of it a little bit more than I yeah. did when I was younger. Right. Right.
1: It seems like as it's cresting right now, it seems like there's some final throws sort of vibe feeling out there, you know, where like, um, you know, like. I mean, the police are, like, straight up rioting and, like, just throwing, like, caution to the wind and, like, and going and wiling out out there. And, I mean, like, I just don't know where, um, you know, like, that next step seems pretty scary, you know. uh, That's where I'm at, man. Um, Because I'm like, okay, the –
0: let's say, for instance, Minneapolis defunds their police department. and for in some way shape or form basically disintegrates their police department takes the millions of dollars that would have been going into the police and then diverts it into community programs to uplift people and what happens with all those pissed off bitter cops
1: right yeah.
0: do they organize in, into vigilante forces to retaliate against the same communities that they they currently target but now with the sense of lawlessness that far exceeds what anybody else was ever even capable
2: of or do they uh, what what worries me is that who starts the their own private police slash security firms that then protects protects the communities that they're already protecting <laughs> um, and with with even less impunity than they have now, which is no impunity at all it's it's um yeah. You start thinking about it and it will give you a headache. Yeah. When does
1: the black water of local policing come out? You know what I mean? Well, you know,
0: how, many, how many of those organizations have already been formed and the resources are already there? And this is just going to be a huge boon for them, at, uh, a huge recruiting tool. Um, but hey, before we get into the official questions, this is a great conversation. I just want to remind you guys um, because we're on a limited time, I'm not going to um, have time to. Uh, edit the way I normally would, so I want to encourage us to keep our language PG. <laughs> right. I can do that. <laughs> I do that. Right. So, uh, the, the one of the first questions I wanted to ask of you, David, um, what do you think this current moment? What do you think about this current moment with the confluence of COVID nineteen? as well as the uh, national un-
2: unrest due to police terror? Well, I think we'd be foolish to not, uh, not take into consideration the tremendous impact that COVID-19 has had. I think that the fact that um, a lot of the, the usual distractions that we have, be it the NFL or the NBA or going to the movies or going to the bar, or going to the club or going to the gym, all those things are gone right now. And, and, um, so there's, there's things that folks like you and I, like us would see, um, that other people could turn a blind eye to where they could find distraction elsewhere. And, and it's not there. And I think also when you look at, uh, the state of the economy and the uncertainty that, that COVID-19 has wrought, um, I think that was, that was sort of the perfect storm, if you will. And, um, you know, as as to where we're at, it's interesting because there's part of me that's like, well, I I always thought this day would come, right? I always thought something like this would happen, um, but I, I never knew what it would look like, what would set it off, and I never knew how it would end. And so now we're here, and it's like, okay, well, we're here now. You know, now what happens? And, and I, I think, you know, there's been other times most certainly there's been other times where we've been, I guess you could say at a crossroads in this country. Um, It's been a while since it's been this intense, you know, when we look at what happened in 92 after the Rodney King verdict, it it wasn't this intense. We haven't seen anything this intense since probably 67, since the the long hot summer of 67, but um, it's also, yeah, it's very unsettling because I don't know where it'll go, you know, and, and it's, I've seen stuff in the news the last few days where it's like, okay, well, now I have to be afraid for little old white people getting knocked down by the police, you know? And, and it's like, when you, they, there really has been a, the us versus them mentality has, has really taken hold. Maybe more so than even when we were younger. Yeah. I,
0: you know, the, so, so, you know, dealing with police terror and the threatening nature of a rabid, out-of-control person with authority and weapons. I've, I'm used to that, you know? Yeah. I, I expect to have to um, be careful about encountering that type of reality for the rest of my days. But seeing the level with which this has become mass activity, across police forces in every city is uh
2: it's some it's kind of a little bit like a horror movie you know yeah uh, mm-hmm. yeah it's like well, yeah like something out of the purge um mm-hmm. there was the the that footage out of buffalo new york really was like so unsettling to me as i watched it and i was like oh okay yeah this is it this mm-hmm. this is it, it, i'm sh- it's not the single moment, but it was clearly a moment of um, yeah, this is where the battle lines are now. It used to be, you know, there are people getting attacked now that you never saw getting attacked. Now part of that is because they're also protesting now. They're seeing, but so therefore the definition of the enemy that the police state has is growing and getting bigger. But yeah, it's, it's definitely, uh, it's, uh, you know what? I I look forward to reading the book about this time. I like, let's get it over with. It's like, like like when I read about Watergate, you know? (laughs) Absolutely. You know, uh, you are
1: have written some of my favorite uh, comic books and graphic novels out there. Um, if anybody doesn't uh, know David's work, uh, what, can you just give us a quick rundown of some of the stuff that you've done?
2: Uh, well, I've worked for Marvel. I wrote a book called Nighthawk. I wrote Luke Cage. I wrote Occupy Avengers. I'm currently co-writing over DC Young Justice um, and co-writing another book over Image called um, Bitter Root. and And I have Early next year, I have a graphic novel coming out, nonfiction, the history of the Black Panther Party. I, I've been moving more towards nonfiction. I published last year had a book on the life of Frederick Douglass come out. So there's um so there's that. Now there's the Black Panther Party, and and I'm currently researching a, a new nonfiction book that I, I've yet to propose to my my editor, my publisher. But um, that's sort of the direction I'm going. Superhero stuff can be fun, but I, I've I've found this this area that um that I'm good at, that, that needs to be addressed more. And that's that, that's the nonfiction historical stuff. Sure.
1: Um, have you noticed any, any change and more acceptance? I mean, clearly, you know, with, uh, um, you know, with, uh, you know, with the bringing on of Miles Morales and, you know, a lot of different change. I mean, uh, do you see like a difference between, like, you know, like Nighthawk's a great example. Like, I mean, um, I'm certain that, that that ruffled some feathers early on. Do you think that now we're more accepting of a, uh, you know, if, you, if any of our listeners hasn't read the Nighthawk uh, book, it's uh, absolutely great. And um, you
2: know, I strongly recommend it. Uh, do you think you'd see more of that now accepted? Um, it's interesting because I've been thinking about that. A lot of people have been reaching out to me about Nighthawk. It's been four or five years since that title came out and was canceled. And um, as with everything going on in this country right now, there's a lot of division. Um, and and I think that, you know, like I've had editors and publishers reach out to me in this, this past week, sort of trying to, I guess, for lack of a better term, trying to figure out what their next move towards diversity right. sure. and, and equity is. Um, and I think that I'm probably the, the worst person they could possibly ask, because I'm, I'm pretty radical in, in some of my thinking. Um, but I also think that, you know, when we talk about it's more than just a comic like Nighthawk, it's, it's you know, my Frederick Douglass book or, or this upcoming Black Panther book where it's, it's that the medium of comics, the medium of graphic narratives makes it much more accessible to, to people, especially um, I often hear from people who have trouble reading um, and, and literacy programs that young people who have trouble reading really gravitate towards this stuff. And that's what excites me the most is, is, you know, um, I mean, I got a, a bookshelf full of books on the life of Frederick Douglass that are giant impenetrable books with big thick blocks of text, And then I've got the book I wrote. That's got a lot of pretty pictures in it. You know, I know which when the kids are going to go towards. Yeah. I mean I
1: have I enjoy it. I mean I've enjoyed March and I've enjoyed Mao's, and you know what I mean? Like yeah. there was a lot of there's a lot of really powerful comic, you know, uh, graphic novels that to come out over the time. So um I'm excited to see those coming from you. So Right on
0: yeah. yeah, uh pardon me, guys. I put my I usually just flow, but I actually wrote some questions down So part of (laughs) me. How how does the visionary aspect of your work as an artist in the real fan? How how does the visionary, how do the visionary aspects of your work as an artist um, in the realm of fantasy intersect with the current
2: reality? Well, you know, the the current reality is, um, can make for some really good metaphor. You know, mm-hmm. when I was a kid growing up, I watched a lot of monster movies and you would see stuff um, on TV. Like you see reruns of uh, of movies like The Invasion of the Body Snatchers, mm-hmm. which at the time was sort of a metaphor for the fear of communism, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the 1968 Night of the Living Dead is a, um, becomes a metaphor for civil unrest. And so I, I look to the ills of society and then try to think, about okay well how can i how can i make this somewhat entertaining and poignant um without it being heavy handed you know because sometimes that uh, when it when it becomes too preachy um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it turns people off you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. it turns some people off and and i think the best art especially the best art the all art is political even when it's apolitical you know even mm-hmm. when it doesn't take a stand it's taking a stand mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think the art that's most that I find most appealing is um is that's is is something that you listen to or that you watch the first time you just sort of take it in. You know, like I'll give you an example. I was listening to the new Run the Jewels album mm-hmm. uh, a couple days ago, and I was like, Oh yeah, this is this, this is pretty good, this is pretty good. And then like two days later, I listened to it. Right, like, yo, yo. Well, yeah, you know, yeah, and, and and it became something completely different. Mm-hmm. And and um And that's, that's the sort of art that I love. It's like, you know, you can listen to uh, you know, Marvin Gaye, what's going on. And you hear a really great album, but then if you really listen to it, you hear, you hear a statement, you hear something Mm -hmm. profound, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's what I try to do with, with, you know, uh, not to put myself in the same category as a Marvin Gaye or (laughs) any stretch of the imagination, but I do try to think about how to, how would I engage myself mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. how do I as a creator engage myself the reader, the young man, the person who who's interested in learning more um, and you know it, it's and, and how can I address how can I address systemic racism how can I address the the problems of the prison industrial complex how can I you know these are the things that I think about gender mm-hmm. issues and and how can I do this and still have it be entertaining because i think art is is meant to be our escape from reality but not such a great escape that um that it's naive okay it's it's like like gone with the wind to me is naive Mm -hmm. gone with the wind is a movie that makes slavery look fun Mm -hmm. and it makes the south look like they were in the right during the civil war right yeah not is, even not insidious. it, is it a?
0: It, it's kind of like a All Lives Matter
2: movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to ask a technical question. Sure. Um, if you don't mind me following up, and that that is, do you have a routine? Is there a specific regimen um, that you follow on a day to day basis that helps you get your productivity? Done.
2: Well, there there is a routine that I haven't been following, <laughs> <most of laughs> so, right. um, but I'm I'm trying to get better, get back on track with that, and and um, I'm not going to lie because I, I do work from home, and and so the the the, the quarantine stay at home, rather than helping me, has hurt me because now I don't have any place to escape to, you know, Mm. I could go get a cup of coffee somewhere and, and, and decompress. But my routine primarily is, you know, get up. uh, I try to be out of bed no later than seven in the morning and be working no later than eight in the morning. And then um, on a good day, I'd work from say eight till about two or three, take a break for lunch in there. And, and then after that, it's, Anything that happens, say after three, four in the afternoon, is is anybody's guess. Am I going to keep working? Am I going to read? Am I going to watch TV? But but I ain't going to lie, man. I have I have been um, I have not been the poster child of discipline as of late, um, as as everything from my waistline to my deadlines will attest.
0: That. <laughs> Go, I, Ryan, before you ask the next question, I've just gotta. I, being an MC, I, I hear jewels and gems everywhere. So I just heard like a self help book. It's like, <laughs> waistline the <to> deadline. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the shortest distance between two points, you know, or whatever. Yeah. So, yep. Yep. Yeah. No, I, as it was coming out of my mouth, I was like, wow, this sounds, this is the most creative thing I've done all day.
0: So. <laughs> yeah. We got to find a way to sell that,
1: you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, so, you know, you know, uh, a lot of the focus of the show is on on music and art and all that. And where do you, um, like, you you know, you're bringing up the, uh, the non-fiction stuff that you got coming up, which I'm really excited for. But uh, do you feel like, what else can we be doing out here? Where, where do you see art's place in this? Where do you see, how can we challenge more? What,
2: where, would you, where would you like to see this go right now? Wow, that's a great question, because I've been thinking about that. I, 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 I was talking to a friend just last night. I, I, I was encouraging him to, um, to discover some new music. That that moves him in a positive way, right? And it, it's like I have been at the beginning of the pandemic with COVID, just looking for music I had never heard before, even if it was by artists who, you know that I was familiar with, maybe as a different version of a you know recording of a Coltrane song or something like that. Um, but I found that in that search for for music I'm not familiar with it also provides me with a little bit of an escape from the news and and social media blitz, all that sort of stuff. Um, and then it sort of reinvigorates me and, and then as I'm reinvigorated, it inspires me to do work that I need to get done, whether it is the creative work, um, of of just meeting my, my deadlines or that, that the work work, you know, the, um, Mm -hmm. the sociopolitical work of trying to make change is, um, And and so art to me is, is like this um, it it re-energizes and keeps us going at times when we feel like we can't go on anymore, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And, and in some, and it can be as simple as like, you know, I need to take a nap right now and um, I'm going to listen to some, like I said, Coltrane, Mm -hmm. because that'll help me relax. And then I, then I recharge my batteries, you know, as opposed to, I can then get up and go, okay, now I'm going to listen to whether it's Run the Jewels or, um, you know, maybe something a little bit older, like, and listen to a lot of NWA for whatever reason, you know, um, whatever it takes to, to, to get my my middle-aged bones moving again. And and I think that that's crucial. Um, and, and it's also crucial to understand how music moves through your, your, your being. Um, you know, there's some music that Will make you cry. Will make you think of you know your broken heart. I ain't listening to none of that right now. You, you no don't get me to Eddie, Te- Eddie Teddy Teddy Pre- there is no Teddy Pendergrass <laughs> in my in my playlist right now. I, I just don't need it. Man, yeah, it's
0: I again. You just brought me back. It's funny that there there are moments in which I almost forget what we're going through. You know, because yeah, yeah. I can look out the window in my residential neighborhood and everything looks normal, you know, there's, Mm -hmm. there's trees, there's cars, there's houses, but it's something about what you just said about Teddy Pendergrass and and music that he, that, that has emotion, you know, and that reminded, it took me right back to the seriousness of the moment and the uncertainty about how long the moment lasts and the understanding that we're, there's no way we can go back. No, no way. So what do we get to go? What do we get to walk towards? And I think one of the challenges about where we were is that no matter how bad it was, if you worked hard enough, you could just kind of relax, mm-hmm. you know, and accept like, this is what I get and I know what to expect. Whereas when we look forward at what we, what we have coming, you know, it's like, we don't know what we're going to yeah. get. And the degree to which we put effort into it it's going to influence an outcome, but we still can't say what that outcome's
2: going to be. And, and the, the reality is, though, that yeah. that's what life has always been like. It's, <laughs> Real talk. It, it's, it's just more in our face. The uncertainty of life is, there's, there's, it's harder to run from it. It's harder to deny it. And, and the people who are denying it right now are the people who are, you know, they're the police. They're the they're the people that are shouting all lives matter. They're the people who, who want to just go get their hair cut or go get a tattoo and they're not worried about COVID, right? That's but but at the end of the day, and, and I wrote I wrote myself a note this morning because I, I just had this thing hit me. And it was that, you know, you seldom know where you are until after you've left. And 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 I meant that more in a existential sort of way. And, and from a career standpoint, because I've been sort of reevaluating my career. And it's like, you know, I don't know where I'm at right now. And I was like, well, of course, you don't know where you're at right now, because it's it's all uncertainty. Now, a week from now, you're going to be able to say, oh, yeah, this is, you know, it's like, what am I going to have for dinner tonight? You mm-hmm. know, most of us don't necessarily plan these things out or know what the the, the immediacy of now holds. Um, and And I think that right now we're in that it's like, it's just it's nothing but uncertainty and then I remind myself that yo my grandparents went through way worse right. you know I mean the pandemic notwithstanding there's not a single generation of black folks in this country who have not gone through exactly what we've gone through only um, you throw in things like legalized segregation you throw in things like slavery you throw in you know the, the great depression all that sort of stuff. And you go, okay, well, we, we have been through this and, and, um, and they survived. And that's, that's, that's the one thing that keeps me going as I think about all the things my, my grandparents and generations before me went through and all that they endured. And it's all that's also the reason why I won't give up the fight, mm-hmm. you know, because then you're, you're not honoring the people that came before you. Right, so,
0: Real talk, man. Um, why don't we take uh we got a couple of minutes left, Ryan, can we start with you, and can we each uh just say a couple of paragraphs about what we see as far as the uh the near term and the 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 long term reality?
1: Well, you know i mean i think um I, never in my life would I expected to see. Uh, people talking about defunding the police and those sorts of things so quick. So there's a glimmer of hope that that has entered in the main conversation because that is, uh, I never saw that as a, even like a like a realistic possibility. I mean, that's something that, I mean, we, we've we actually discussed on the show a little bit, but I never saw it as like a real possibility in this world. And I mean, who knows, they will probably pull back from that as it, as it said, but I would love to see, I mean, at least like an effort in some places shown towards That sort of thing. I mean, I mean, I think the ideal situation is that my kids are explaining to kids at that little kids at that age that uh, you know when they're old that there used to be this time where you used to call like a police officer on a uh, on a like a mentally ill person and then they would come and kill them. You know what I mean? Like they would. Right, 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 right. like, Like it's something in like the history of like like. You know, like you know how we would talk about historical Mm -hmm. situations, and uh, you know, like they would say, like talk about this as a as a a situation as it once was. You know, and you know um, that's where I'd like to see the direction. What's going to happen now, though? You know, I mean, um, you know, I think we're all going to have to buckle in for the level of sacrifice that's what it's going to take for this. You know, I mean, I think. I think, you know, we looked at the freedom riders kind of going through that situation and, and dealing with what they did. And we looked at people who didn't ride the bus for years and we looked at, you know, the situations and it takes a long time to really turn the boat around. And, um, you know, I think it's, you know, I saw somebody come back onto uh, Facebook the other day and they just posted like, oh, Facebook is still scary because I'm going to duck out. And it's like maybe this isn't be a fad maybe this isn't a, like maybe this is the time that it sticks and that's the work that's going to take you know that it's going to take that it's going to be like like we've been talking about this i mean for people in this conversation we've all been talking about this forever but like but now it's going to be part of that major conversation there maybe, maybe we don't take a break from it from facebook
2: that's kind of where i'm at Word.
0: let's close with you david and thank you for coming on today man
2: Oh, thank you. Well, you know, I travel a lot. Well, I used to travel a lot. I used to fly a lot.
0: I'm so maybe. Somebody's mic is rubbing up against the
2: fabric or something. Okay. Maybe maybe. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, 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 I used to travel a lot. I don't know what it's going to be like in the future, but um, you know, you fly, when you fly a lot, you'll be on flights with really bad turbulence. Sometimes to the extent that you're like, oh, you know, are we? Is this plane gonna land safely? or Are we gonna die? Right? Um, every flight I've ever been on has landed. Um, you know, I've been on flights where people have had heart attacks and they've had to take them away. But every flight has landed, and and so I, I think to that as a metaphor, like we're it's gonna be a really turbulent, bumpy flight. You know, and um, and and maybe if the pilots that are in the cockpit can't handle it, someone in the cabin might have to come up and land that plane. But sooner or later, that plane is coming down. And, and, and it doesn't matter if it comes down safely or if it crashes. Sooner or later, that plane comes down. And, and I'd like to think that we can um, – that, that there's enough people, competent pilots, and people in the cabin to make
0: it work. Right so, on. I appreciate that. Uh, with that, we're going to close the show. And uh, I want to thank all the listeners for tuning in to Culture Emotion. And I'm I'm just going to say very quickly, uh, there's going to be uh, varying grades of uh, alien invasion. But what I'm looking forward to, there's going to be some fake aliens that come down, you know, <laughs> that are really U.S. military. And then there's going to be some real cats from other dimensions <laughs> and other worlds. And I'm looking forward to, to trying their cuisine. All right, y'all. Have a good day. Thanks. Thank Take care. <laughs> Peace. That was great.